Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So about Michael Jordan, how you gonna hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. This is something we're extremely excited about. We both love basketball here, Chris and I, and we want to give you the greatest hot takes, the greatest segment, the greatest let's talk about basketball one weekend. So that's what we're going to give you guys today. We're going to be talking about basically all the teams, what we're thinking about them so far. We've seen basically... I'd say 75% of all NBA teams. And we'll talk about why we're not really that interested to watch some of the teams that we might not really be super interested in. And um, yeah, then we have sort of some reaction to basketball news, the Ben Simmons stuff. Do you want to hit that first, Chris? Oh, don't get me started on Ben Simmons. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm actually, we might disagree a smidge. So I kind of want to let you go first. Okay, so I've been trying my hardest to avoid the Ben Simmons problem. Mm-hmm. Check out our YouTube video, the Ben Simmons problem. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Good plug. But it's so glaring, and it's everywhere because everybody sees it. Yes. And here's the problem. He wants out, Yes. and Philly refuses to trade him. Yes. That's, that's literally it. Mm-hmm. It's literally it. He refuses. He ref, he literally refused to practice. Mm. He doesn't want to be there. He hasn't played in any games. Philly is living and thriving without him right yes. now at this point. Yeah. So now he he's, he's showing more and more of the fact that they do not need him. They don't. And it's more coming along the fact that it just needs to. It's got to go away somehow. Yeah. They have to figure out. I mean, now I've seen something today where if he had an injury, now they're Kawhi this guy. Oh, they're mishandling yeah. injuries. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. You want out, stop acting like... I don't want to call on that. Stop acting like a princess. You haven't even earned that title mm-hmm. <laughs> to be even being such a diva as you are. Yeah. You're over here crying, and I don't want to be here, and Philly's being mean to me, and I'm crying in my car with my, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, with with my rookie of the year, and I'm not a rookie. Yeah. Like, he's being too much of a diva. In my, and that's why he keeps popping up in the news, because uh, Philly doesn't like me. I don't want to be here. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. 
oh, I don't want to practice anymore. Wait a second, my back hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how many problems are you going to have, my guy? Yeah. If you want out, the best thing to do <clears throat> is just not play. Because they can't force you to play. Take that fine like you want to. take the. I mean, well, I know you're not getting as much as Kyrie. Kyrie is getting $186 million taken from him. They're getting, I think it was one, I forgot the figures. I think it was like 1.3. He might miss it on maybe a little bit more than that. Like extra and I think in an extension or something like that. Yeah. But you're not getting that anymore. You're not going to like, basically what they're doing is they're dangling you out in the water right now. Right? Yeah. They're fishing. They're fishing with Ben Simmons. He's the lure. They're dangling him out and the fish keeps coming up, smelling them. And they're like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. That's basically what they're doing with you right now. Yeah. So you're not playing. You're not going to get paid. You kind of just have to accept your fate at this point. Yeah. Because you said you told the city virtually, and the city has told you that they no longer want you. Yeah. I would agree with uh, what was that? I think it's Jason Kelsey. He played for the Eagles. He said like, "Stop bitching. Play the game. They're gonna love you. If not, then that's just gonna be what it is." Mm. His problem is that he's not practicing. <clears throat> Go ahead, Jay. Well, I guess I'm kind of on the opposite side. Um, I believe that this is a great example of the business of the bat business of basketball. That is the reality for most NBA players. You can get traded <clears throat> at any moment in time. Is like stabbing in the back of the NBA organization. Because Ben Simmons does have value, right? He can play one through four. He can guard one through five. He's a point forward, great dribbler, great passer, has his flaws. Yes. But we all know mm-hmm. on a bad team, he can average 20, 22, 10, and 10, right? Yes. He has value. That's fair. He, if he's on mm-hmm. a bad team, he's an all star. But. Because of all everything everybody knows in the NBA, the business of basketball is they have billions of dollars. Every opposing NBA team that they want to trade with knows everything. Knows your head coach, mm-hmm. knows your star player. Both said multiple times in different ways that they don't want them. In really mm-hmm. dramatic ways. I've never really heard of a head coach saying, hey, we can't win with that point guard. You know what I mean? We can you win an NBA championship with that point guard? He's like, uh, you know, he's trying to. Everybody knows it, which is surprising because he yeah. coached Rondo, who has like the same deficiencies. Except he does want to shoot a little bit, but it's it's still his time with Boston. Well, he wasn't a good shooter at all. Yeah, like, and because of that, you're gonna get fifty cents on the dollar. And Philadelphia <laughs> does not want to walk away with fifty cents on the dollar because they know mm-hmm. what they're giving up. Right, they know they're giving, know that they're trading away is is Ben Simmons, their their guy, their point forward. You know what I mean? And I I sympathize with him a little bit. Um, I don't sympathize with all the things about him might not being working as hard, all those type of things. I don't sympathize with that at all. But I do sympathize with the really tough situation he must be in, like mentally. It's kind of like if your ex like broke up with you dramatically. And he's like, you know what? I want you back, right? 
and like spread it everywhere on social media. And then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll like, are you going to really take her back? But Ben Simmons has to take her back. <laughs> like he's mm-hmm. legally has to go back. Like it was really, yeah. it's a bloody breakup. Like I've never seen, I can't think of a, a, a correlation in NBA history. That's been this bloody. Um, so I feel for him in that aspect. And that's probably why he's probably just emotionally gotten past to a point where there's no going back, right? He's never going to yeah. play for them again. He'll find different excuses because he just doesn't feel comfortable. You know what I mean? He's probably hurt <clears throat> legitimately. He's probably hurt. So that's the part that I like feel bad for him for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Ben Simmons thing is, I, I guess this is a good transition to us talking about NBA teams because I disagree with you about the 76ers. I think that they're a borderline uh, bubble team. I think mm-hmm. Embiid's going to have a phenomenal season, but on the other side of that is like he already looks worn out. Like literally game yeah. one, he's like jogging up and down the floor because you can tell that he's just like, oh shit, I got to do everything, Right. Because it, even though people may not want to say it, that team is built around, hey, I have shooters on the wings, right? I have guys that run off ball screens, and I have one guy that shoots in the mid-range in a post center, right? So all those pieces that are not Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris need Ben Simmons to be great and amazing. And that's the reality that I can't deny when I watch the game. They, or any other point guard that has some place names, but yeah, they they need somebody that's gonna, you know, it'll be that Ben Simmons is not. You're not gonna find him. Tyrese Maxey's a he's a good player, but he's not starting for the Cavs. That's the reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of NBA team NBA teams out there. He's coming off the bench for, so he's like a borderline top 32 point guard in the league, and I think that's the reality for the 76ers this year. Is their Joel Embiid of his healthy is gonna be putting up MVP like numbers. Uh we're all it's gonna be fun to watch, right? He's probably gonna have some like fifty and fifteen games and be ridiculous this season. Um but uh I don't think they're gonna do well in the regular season. I don't think they're they're a force. I don't I wouldn't be scared of them at all. I honestly like if I had to choose between them and the Cleveland Cavaliers this year, it's like that's close and that's sad. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, uh, Chris, since we're transitioning to NBA teams, what do you think about the Philadelphia 76ers this season? So, I think that when it comes down to it, you're absolutely right. But I think that with this, these kind of tough times, especially in an organization where you're battling against a former player, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? This really shows who you are as a person and who you are as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. So we want to say, and we've said this is that on previous times on this podcast is that Joel Embiid is the most dominant center in the league. Yes. Now it's time for him to truly show his dominance. Now you have the team that was built around, you know, the fact that, Hey, we have shooters, you know what I mean? But we just need that point guard. You have the shooters, they can space the floor. Now you can get really dominant down low. You yes. can really show who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's what really what we're going to see this season. Yes. That's what I'm hoping to see this season. And then once we move over, I mean, move on from the Ben Simmons issue 
and we can look past that and we're no longer in the media for our comments and more in the media for our play, then we'll see this team thrive again. Okay. What do you consider? That's the problem. What do you consider thriving? I would consider thriving. I mean, like they're not, unless they can get something like a diamond in the rough or like a good draft pick back, because that's what they want. For Ben Simmons, they want, they want to still be a championship contender, even though they're not technically a championship contender. They're like a late, they're like a semi-final exit. Yes. That's what, that's all they're ever going to be. Yes. With Ben Simmons, without you know, I mean, they they need that extra umph. They need they need that guard. That's really what they're missing. If they want to win, we rebuilt this team so many times. If they want to win, they need a Rondo like guard. They need a Chris Paul like guard. They need a guard that can shoot. Okay, now you got now he's a now he's a threat now from deep or he's a threat from inside. Mm-hmm. Okay, he can pass. He, he you know he has a great IQ. He they just need that and just let Joel and B be Joel and B. Yeah. So if they can get anything similar to that, I think they could go a little bit further than what they have been. Okay. Well, it's going to be interesting to see if that uh, happens. Uh, are you ready to transition to another team? Yeah, let's go. All right, Chris, what do you think about the Clippers? Clippers without Kawhi is definitely what I thought it would be. It is the Paul George show. Yes. Like, completely and utterly. Like, he's playing great, and he's, like, dropping, like, really good numbers. I think he had, like, 29. Yeah. Like, which is pretty decent, you know what I mean? Especially for the start of the season. Like, he's already coming in with his foot on the gas pedal. Yes. Let's see if he can keep that up and not let let it up. I mean, because, like, I'm no longer calling this guy the most consistently inconsistent player. I'm going to give him a little bit of, you know, I'm going to give him his props for the last year in the playoffs. Yeah. And I'm going to give him his props if he can do what I think he's able to do this year. I think that they could, if they can hold out long enough, I don't know if it's Kawhi out for the entire season. Nobody really knows. I think if they can hold out long enough for a playoff, I mean, for a playoff push, because I think that's what they can do. Okay, so with PG, their first round. Their first round exit. Yeah. If they get Kawhi, they can go a little bit further. Um, I think with PG, it's going to be a borderline playoff team. But I completely and 100% agree with you that Paul George is going to put up some ridiculous numbers. I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up all NBA first team, get some looks at that at the end of the year, because his numbers are going to be insane. Um, they're gonna pay him. Yeah, uh, but there's no. I mean, the second when your best second best shot creator on the team is Reggie Bullock. I mean, what do you expect? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the there's some teams that he would be like the fifth best shot creator and average like ten points a night. So, yeah, a hundred percent agree with you that when the Kawhi is back, then this is more interesting. It's kind of like what we've always. Known as the Clippers, you know what I mean. But with Paul George, it's just it's a borderline AC for in my opinion. So yeah, Chris, what do you think about the Utah Jazz? The Utah Jazz is the one team that I don't really feel like watching. Same. They're boring. Oh, why? Why? Why do you think they're boring? It, because it's more of the same. I mean, like yes. there's you've run it. It's the same system, same players. Yes. Same arena, same jerseys. Yes. It's just, it's just the same, 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 same. It's actually like become normal, yeah. <laughs> and that's bad. Yeah. Because like you just 
how many times have they take, taken this same five out and was like, this is our five. This is going to take us to the promised land and fail. How many times do you have to fall from grace yeah. before you get it? Are you okay with just being the Houston Rockets of old? Just being a great regular season team? They're not as good as the Houston Rockets would wipe the floor with this team, in my opinion. Especially with the Chris Paul yeah, version. But- Jesus Christ. Well, they went to the playoffs. I'm talking about like, remember James Harden was like Honestly. during like his not first couple of years yes. in the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. They were like great regular season, but then the first round they were exiting mm-hmm. out. Are you okay being that? It seems that they've conformed. It seems that they've gotten complacent and they're not moving forward. Yes. Because if they were moving forward, then I would be like, oh my God, wait a second. I have this rising star in Donovan Mitchell. He showed us that, hey, I have it. I have the it factor. I'm your guy. Give me help. And you refuse to do so. All he needs is one other person. It could be a big, it could be a small, it could be a a five, a four, maybe even a a talented point guard. That's it. I would prefer a big, though. We need to get Rudy out of there. (laughs) Jeez. I mean, yeah, it's. I haven't watched them play either, and it's because I already know that they have basically the same roster that they've always had, right? I mean, you changing out, uh, what's that guy's name? He played for Villanova. He had that big game winning shot in March Madness. Amari uh, Spellman. I think they added him from the Golden State Warriors. But mm-hmm. other than that, like, there's nothing. You have you run the same defense that gets exposed every time in the playoffs. Anytime anybody goes small on you in the playoffs, you get exposed, right? You only mm-hmm. have one star. You, for some reason, wanted to pay Mike Conley a bunch of money after seeing him be an okay guy. You know, he's just okay now. That's the sad truth. And why in the world are you giving that much money to a guy when the playoffs, you take the ball in his hands and you put him in the corner beat a shooter? You're literally playing yeah. him like Kyle Korver in the playoffs, except when Donovan Mitchell is not on the floor. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, John Collins, young guy with upside. That's the kind of guy you should have went for. And it's just, it's a team that does well in the regular season. We always know that they're always going to suck in the playoffs. It's just one of those mm-hmm. teams that has this disbelief, this belief that they are way better than what they really are. They're delusional. Exactly. There's a lot of teams that yep. do well in the regular season. Oh, we were an injury away. Oh, if that ball would have bounced our way, we really would have made a run. Like, no. No, they are tiers to NBA teams, and you have never been in tier one or tier two. Your record and regular season record might not say that, but everybody knows it. Because we were talking about last year, the ninth seed Golden State Warriors being able to upset you. Easy. Any eight seed or nine seed in the NBA playoffs, if we're thinking, oh, they're going to beat the one seed, that should tell you what tier you're really in. Little message yeah. to the Utah Jazz there. That's why we're not watching you. I guess we're on protest. We already know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to watch that. <laughs> All right, man. You ready to talk about the next team? Yeah. Memphis Grizzlies. What do you think of them? Yeah, yeah, they're they're breaking through this year. 
They're looking really good. All players are playing at a phenomenal level right now. Jaw's going crazy yes. already. Yeah. He's looking, I mean, like, like I said about Paul George's foot on the gas pedal already, like, Jaw's like, I see blood. I want it. I have that dog in me. Yes. Nothing's going to stop me right yes. now. He's really like, this is my team. I have my pieces. We're going somewhere with this young core. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the talent they have on that team reminds me of kind of like a borderline old OKC team because it's how young and talented they oh, are. Okay. You know what I mean? They have everything they have to go to go that far. They're more of a, I mean, like you can see maybe Jai more of a Russ light a little bit, but Jai's a better, way better scorer than Russ. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would see that you possibly can go that way with that because they just have so much talent on that team and they're going to go far. Um, it doesn't look like he was playing. I thought for some reason that he was playing. I don't. I think Dylan Brooks might be still hurt. Uh, so I'm gonna rate and uh, talk about the team more when Dylan Brooks is back. When Dylan Brooks is back, okay. I think I'll be able to make a better uh, assessment. But John Morant is ridiculous. John Morant is pushing top 25, top 20 player in the league. Yeah. That That's just his special. He is so special. And it's crazy to think nobody would have guessed it, but he might become the better long-term NBA player than Zion, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with you. I I'm still borderline playoff team with this team. Uh, seven, eight, nine seed is where I'm thinking for them. But uh, yeah, we'll see if Dylan Brooks can consistently do what he did in the playoff series. And then if he's doing that, then I might be like, oh, maybe six seed, maybe five seed in my opinion. Yeah. All right, Chris. They're, they're going. Milwaukee Bucks, yeah. NBA champions. Milwaukee surprised me. Okay, why? And they only surprised me... <clears throat> Because they really put a beating on the <laughs> on the first two teams they played. Like okay, like it was close with the Nets, and then they played. I forgot what other. They got played. destroyed by the Heat. Do you not remember that game? They got just- yeah. The Heat beat them by like forty. Wow, I must just be thinking about the Nets team though. But even with, I mean. They surprised me because uh-huh. they beat the Nets. You know what I mean? Considering what they had, I thought that maybe James Harden and KD was enough. Mm-hmm. But really, the it factor is Kyrie. That's what's really like going to drive that team forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to the Milwaukee Bucks, because we'll get to the Nets later. Um, I'll say this. Again, because I believe I said it before, is that, like I said, they surprised me just by beating the Nets. But then now that I'm thinking back on it, probably was just because Kyrie wasn't there. So they're looking more of the same. Their window is like, that was last year. That was their window of opportunity. Um, So, I mean, I would like to say that maybe they could go back, maybe far. Yeah. But if Kyrie ever comes back, which he might not come back on the Nets, then they... Might just be done there. It might only be maybe uh, like a late, like a late. It might be like an Eastern Conference Final exit. Yeah, I could see that. I think they're in a very high tier of teams. Uh, Giannis is ridiculously special. Uh, he's a rare player with his ability to just 
have so much interior dominance. Do you remember talking about Moses Malone? Mm-hmm. And Moses Malone was just such an amazing rebounder and finisher inside that he just dominated the game of basketball. It's like Giannis is a better version of that, um, which is spe- yeah. which is high praise if anybody really is a basketball historian. He like Moses Malone, uh, but Giannis Antetokounmpo is ridiculous. He is so special. He's unstoppable. You know what you're going to get from him. It's going to be complete dominance. It's. He affects the game in every way. Um, phenomenal defender. The rest of the team, I'm kind of waiting to see Dante DiVincenzo back, see what he looks like because Grace and Allen starting or like being one of the first guys off the bench worries me. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we know what they are. They didn't add anything. Well, they lost P.J. Tucker. Uh, yeah. So I think that's going to hurt too. PJ Tucker did the little things, uh, and Giannis is kind of going to have to do those little things to the NBA season. So, yeah, I I think I'm going to let the season play out a little bit before I start making really solid predictions about the East. Yeah, because you can you can go that way. Um, because like I said, like the Bucks, you kind of you mean like you said they can kind of know what you're going to get yeah. from them at this point. Um, one thing is that. Giannis is breaking the NBA right now. He's he can he's he's definitely been in the gym. He's been hitting threes. Yeah. And that's scary for the rest of the NBA. Yeah. Cuz that's all he really needs is a consistent shot now. Yeah. Yeah, I do want to like rein it in though. I don't want him shooting too much. Because I would like more like Go ahead. Well, my opinion is I don't want him to shoot too much because even though he might be good for him, he's not a better shooter than Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday, right? And yeah. when he's playing aggressive and putting so much force at the basket is when he does at his best. So what I'm saying is he mm-hmm. could shoot himself out of his own game if he shoots too much. That's the only thing I'm going with there. So what are you thinking? I get that. But as you were saying that, I started making comparisons. Mm-hmm. So what I think is that it's good that he's developing the shot now mm. because when he gets in his later years, he can go a more LeBron route. Yeah, that's because right. LeBron used to be a more physical. He used to be a more physical player, yes. and now he's dominating with the turnaround. He's dominating from mid range. He can knock down that three point shot. That mid range is automatic. Do you want to transition to the Lakers since you're already bringing it up? Yes, go ahead. You could talk about it. Talk about talk about the Lakers. The Lakers are making me sad. Oh, why? Because, I mean, what, we're 0-2 right now. We're not looking well. We're bickering on the bench. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, like, drama right now. And then it's not helping that they're, like, one of the most talked about teams in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they went and really unloaded their roster. I mean, they unloaded their roster and then, and then like, reloaded it at the same time. Like, they got rid of all the young talent and was like, okay, we pick Carmel Anthony. We want Rondo back. Give us Dwight. Okay, we'll take Russ. Wait a second. Is Carmel Anthony giving me, give me him too? You know, like, this is really what that team did. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to say, like, I'm too down on them, but right now I am because I just they just need to figure it out. They're, they're kind of in a in a space where it's like LeBron's being LeBron, AD's being AD, but now they just, like, kind of need those other pieces to kind of fit where they I mean to come together. Russ, to me, 
I didn't think that he would be this much of a problem. But I would I'm not gonna say like he's a problem, but his turnovers are a problem. That that's not winning basketball. And another thing is that <clears throat> he's not playing his game, so that affects how he is how efficient he is on the court. And this is what I mean when he's not playing his game. Russ is a ball dominant attacker of the basket. He's like making all the plays. He's thinking, okay, this I gotta kick, drive, kick, draw it attention, shoot. Wait a second, LeBron's over there. He's driving, kicking as well. Hold on a second. What do I do now? Rondo's here now. Okay, wait. Where do I fit? Because I mean, like, it's it's great when you think about it. Oh, you have all these great basketball minds on the floor. They can make it work somehow. But like the way Russ plays right now is like he's playing out of his element. He's not really meshing well right now with the rest of the team. Because, you know, like if we was looking at Russ before, uh, he would already have like a 20 point game, 10 assists. You know what I mean? Nine rebounds, something like that. But he's like slowly trying to conform to the team. He's not playing his game anymore, in my opinion. I'm honestly at the extreme opposite of the spectrum. I feel better about the Lakers now than I did preseason, and I chose them to win the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. What I love about what I'm seeing is LeBron James looks like the best basketball player in the world. A hundred percent. He reminds me so much. I think I remember talking about this. Michael Jordan, 98. Michael Jordan, 98, still had enough athleticism to make you pay, right? But his Mm -hmm. skill level with shooting tough shots was ridiculous, right? Yeah. And And LeBron James is doing it right now. He, what scares the crap out of me is he's making everything look so gosh darn effortless. He does not look like, oh, I'm going to go out and score 40 tonight because we need to go need. I honestly believe that he is going to put up some ridiculous games in the playoffs. He's going to get hot one mm-hmm. game. He's going to drop 50. It's going to, he, he should, well, this version of LeBron James should put fear into the hearts of everybody else. He, I, yeah. I know I've been talking about KD all offseason. I'm flopping, right? LeBron James is the greatest player in the NBA, right? He's trying on defense. He looks good athletically, and dear God, does he look smooth shooting the ball, getting to his spots. It's like, oh, it's whenever I want to score, I can score. (laughs) He dropped 35 opening night. And he did. He was getting hot, but he wasn't like, oh, trying to keep on pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. No, he's been super efficient. If this is the yeah. LeBron James we're going to see for the rest of the season, it's going to be a masterpiece. And then on mm-hmm. top of that, Anthony Davis is looking like a borderline top five best player in the league. That gets me even more excited. What I was hoping I would be seeing is what I'm seeing, right? Yeah. And then what I love about Russ, in my opinion, is I think the biggest thing I was worried about is the mentality. Was he able to sacrifice to be a third guy on an NBA championship team? And I know what you're saying. I understand it. But that's telling me he's sacrificing. 
And they're going to be able to figure out as the year goes on. Okay, Russ, go cook more. Okay, Russ, go attack more. Because another thing that should scare the crap out of teams is Russell Westbrook is going to create a dilemma that they never had before, which is in the playoffs, LeBron James and Anthony Davis don't have to attack the rim 24-7 to get into the penalty. This is the mm-hmm. most scariest team in the NBA in the penalty. That because you can't touch LeBron James and Anthony Davis because Russell Westbrook just attacked the rim so many times. That factor with all with LeBron and Anthony Davis is going to scare the crap out of NBA teams. They're going to be in the penalty for like six minutes at a time, right? Yeah. They're that's when they're going to start exposing teams, right? I think they're going to figure it out as the season goes on. Dear God, do I trust the greatest NBA basketball mind I've ever seen in my life to figure it out. They have plenty of size. Yeah. They have plenty of talent. I think he'll figure it out. I think I honestly, I, I get excited. I'm genuinely excited to watch what I genuinely believe is the last of LeBron's greatest peak year where it's just, yeah. he's, he's still so special. What is he? Thirty six. And he slimmed down. He looks so light. Yes. This is he, he's slowed. He slimmed down. So now he's faster. Yes. He's way quicker. Yes. Now. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Geez. Yes. He just looks so smooth. I I was watching the the uh, game the very opening night, and oh my god, the way he hit that like tough leaning oh shot, and it was just like he didn't even try. It yes. was. It was Yes, he put on a clinic on the Warriors. They might have lost, but he put on a clinic. They almost won that game. Yeah. It, it was close. It was a very if, close game. I think they only lost by seven, but they were leading the entire time. If that was the playoffs, that if that was the playoffs, LeBron would have LeBron dropped a forty-five piece that night. He had to cook it like that. It would have been over. Yeah, <laughs> I, <it would've> <laughs> LeBron knows when it's time to go. So yeah, I'm I'm yeah. higher on them. I I love them, and uh, I'm so excited watching them during the rest of the season. Are you ready to switch gears to the next team? Yeah. Atlanta Hawks. What are you thinking? Oh, Atlanta's Atlanta's looking nice. Atlanta's looking nice. They paid the guys they should have paid. They paid Kevin Herter recently. Yeah. So now they locked him in. They locked John Collins in, which is scary for the rest of the NBA. Yeah. Trey Young's already been locked in, so that's very scary for the rest of the NBA because he almost beat the NBA champions. Um, mm-hmm. Milwaukee Bucks. That's true. Um, so I'm just hoping to see more of the same of last year and just a slight improvement from Trey Young. I want to take him to take. I want him to take an extra step and really, truly, um, <clears throat> put his team on his shoulders and carry him to the promised land. Because I think he can do it. I think he can be a Curry S player. He's definitely going to, and maybe even book maybe a second team. Maybe even a first team. So I mean, not maybe he's not going to get first team selection until Curry's out of the NBA, but maybe a second team selection. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do this year. I could see that. Uh, Trey Young is so ridiculous and special. Hundred percent agree with you on that. I do think there's a limit on this team, though. Uh, I think in maybe conference semi semi semifinals, getting out of the first round, maybe getting the right matchup. Um, Because I do think there's a ceiling on this team. It's a matchup-based team. Uh, So basically, I'm thinking either Kevin, not Kevin Herter, uh, Cam Reddish shows flashes, right? Cam Reddish shows flashes of greatness. 
and DeAndre Hunter shows flashes of greatness. If one of those guys can yeah. put it together and make a borderline all-star season, then I'll rise on this team. But until then, I'm saying they have a cap. They're going to be super fun to watch, play hard every night. A great NBA team. Atlanta, as a fan base, should be proud to have them. So, yeah, that's the way I'm viewing them. Yeah. You ready to shift gears to the next team? Yeah. Sacramento Kings, what are you thinking? Oh, Sacramento's going to be fun this year. Yes. Very fun. Yes. They're already, wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Davion Mitchell's special. Very special. Yes. It's, it's going to be fun for the Sacramento. Sacramento finally did something right. Yeah. Their four-guard rotation of Davion, Fox, Halliburton, and Heald is elite. It's not. Yeah. Yes, I mean, Fox is the real top tier talent, but that's really deep. And one of the craziest things is I don't think there's ever been a rookie point guard that's been told, hey, go guard that Hall of Fame top 75 player of all time point guard, Damian Lillard, all night. Literally in the fourth quarter, like the last two minutes of game, you've I've never seen a rookie in my life go guard the star of the other team. Davion Mitchell's out there. They're pulling Halliburton because, I mean, they like Halliburton more on offense, but Davion's like, yeah, we need you to go guard him, right? I think, <laughs> I think his energy is going to kind of – defensive guys just kind of have this ability to spread energy, kind of like great passing mm-hmm. point guards can create great passing teams. So, yeah, yeah, I love that for the Kings because, dear God, they've never been able to defend anybody in their lives. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're going to they're be put up a lot of offensive numbers. I think they're going to be another one of those teams, 7, 8, 9 seed, but I completely agree with you. If you want to watch out a fun NBA basketball game, it's going to be high scoring with the Kings. on. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Are you ready to cook it the next team? Yeah. Denver Nuggets. Denver, 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 Denver. Yes. More of the same, but I'm high on it. I see what you're doing. I'm just waiting for MPG to go like, wait a second. I'm Superman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, 100% with you. I'm 100% with you. 100% with you. I'm just waiting on it. Yes. I'm just waiting on it. Uh-huh. I'm just waiting on it. And then once he does that, and then Jamal Murray's like, wait a second. My leg hurts no more. <laughs> Yes. Championship contender automatically. <laughs> yes. Yes. MPJ is legit this year. He is a borderline yeah. all-star. He is he he is looking more aggressive than last year. That's to scare the crap mm-hmm. out of everybody in the NBA because he's so gosh darn tall. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think he's starting to put on a little bit more muscle too, so yeah, and if MPJ can try to consistently become more aggressive and then when Murray's back fill into that third player role, this team is mm-hmm. going to this team could be the second best team in the NBA. This I'm seeing it, that coming very soon. Yeah, I mean it's going to be close. You have the Lakers in my opinion at number 1 and then the Nets and Nuggets at full health without Kyrie. That's close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never thought I would have said that, but once I saw it with my eyes, I was like, yeah. Yeah, that team's special. So, yeah. yeah. You see why I'm so big on him now? Oh, yeah. You were so early on this team. And wait until the until they get 
either the rookies involved mm-hmm. or you see their rookies go to other team and flourish and you see what actually the Denver Nuggets had. That's where they can either get. Yes. I know where you're going. Go for yeah. it. Go for it. Go for it. Talk about it. When you can, when they can eventually get like either Bull yes. Bull or Deshaun Bones Highland sometimes. Yes. Or if they end up like putting them on a different team, you'll really see yes. what they really had on that team. And that will scare the fuck out of the NBA. Yes. <laughs> That's one thing that makes me worried. That's one thing that makes me like, are we going to look back at this team and be like, they underperformed because they had this great guy on the bench and never played? Because he mm. literally is a seven foot two guy with guard skill. Yeah. That you're telling me that doesn't fit beautifully. You know how scary they would they would scare the shit out of NBA teams. You run Jamal Murray and Will Barton, you think, oh, those two guys are six foot four. Then the small forward six foot eleven, the power forward seven foot two, and the center's like six eleven. Yeah. That's where it's like tear. God, are you who's attacking the basket against this team? Right? And then you have another identity mm-hmm. opposite of your offensive identity because everything's been centered around, oh, Nicole Jokic and scoring guard. This is how we get to the conference finals. And then you add MBJ yeah. element into it, and then you utilize Bull Bull effectively. That's where things become special. I'm a hundred percent there with you with Bobo. I really that's that's a great critique. I I'm not hundred percent there with you. Yeah, it's just like you're just waiting on that moment because mm-hmm. he he's like getting garbage time minutes, but when they be like, wait a second, you we gotta we gotta incorporate you and maybe like yes. you gonna have to step in front of somebody. Yes. As soon as they do that, and they bring him off the bench during real game playing time and not garbage time. Yes, we're really gonna see what the Denver Nuggets have. Yes. And the Denver Nuggets are stacked. Yeah, Aaron Gordon's a nice stacked. player, but he does not bring you what Bobo brings. That's just the reality. Aaron Gordon's an energy guy. Yeah, he's a great lob threat. You know what I mean? Off ball with with Jokic too. What I need from Bobo, and I think this probably will push him push him further in the rotation. He needs to put on some weight. <clears throat> he's really thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to put on just a little bit of muscle. He he can go the Giannis route. Giannis is really skinny, and then he put on muscle, yeah. and he's still like a, he's really like skilled. You know what I mean? Still can drive to the basket, but this is more of a guard. So he's gonna he's shooting at it. he can shoot way better. Yes, you know what I mean? Better ball handler. He's more like Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant put on a little bit of muscle. Yeah. If he can do that, he can be like the next Slim Reaper. Yeah, he can be really special. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing, but I hope they fix it. Are you ready to kick it to the next team? Yeah. What do you think about the Dallas Mavericks? Oh, okay. So here we go. <clears throat> Luca is Luca. You know, that's not where I'm going to go with this. Where I'm going with this is Porzingis. Porzingis is definitely showing me a lot of what I didn't see last year. I know he was kind of he was hurt. He wasn't really playing that much. Um but I'm definitely seeing more of a, you know, him playing more aggressively, I would say. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because he's really, like, kind of changed into more of a, like, okay, I'm going to stand back here, take this shot. Okay, I'm going to take this shot. We need to see more with his size and his, his like, I don't want to say, his skill set. That's the word. Skill set. We need to see more New York Porzingis. Unless, like, new poor things. I know you might be scared to get hurt again, but we have to see more of you, Cam, bang inside. I got this big body. I'm skilled. We need to see more Jokic type. 
but without minus the passing. Yeah. That's really what we need to see from him. And then we might be able to see like what the Dallas, what Dirk saw in the Dallas Mavericks. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm there with you. I think they should play him at the five because I think the four's role in the offense is makes it too easy for him to just stand away from the basket too much. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just not within the offense. Um, and then on top of that, I think that uh, one thing I definitely know for a hundred percent, in my opinion, is if you take Luka Doncic off that team, that team has the number one pick in the NBA draft. And that is the thing that I think everybody really has to remember as this team probably gets a six or seven seed in the NBA playoffs is it's, it's Luca. It's Luca creating everything for that team. And I think Mark Cuban and them have to challenge themselves to kind of be more aggressive, getting Mm -hmm. more great stars because even though I love Luka Doncic, a negative of Luka Doncic is when a guy's really already that slow at 22, when that guy becomes 32 and he's even slower, there's more questions about is he going to be or what he is all for a longer period of time. And it's probably not going to be that. So yeah, be aggressive. That's stop signing Tim Hardaway to four year deals. Stop, you know, trying to find, you know, good guards, find all stars and be extremely aggressive with it. Trade all your first round. You don't need first round draft picks when you have a Luka Doncic, put all your chips on the table and go get a star and go go after mm-hmm. because Luca's ready to be the number one on NBA championship team. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion, is not a uh, number one on the NBA championship team. That's how elite NBA championship teams are now. But yeah. Luka Doncic is a number one, and that's like five to seven guys in the NBA. So, uh, yeah, I, that's what I would say. That's where I'm at with Dallas. Do you have anything else on them? Yeah, I just like want to agree with you with that because I for real can see it. Um, I just want to, yeah, they definitely should like go ahead and just go for everything. Like, because how long his prime will actually last? Like you say, like he's already plays at a slow, methodical play at a slow, methodical pace. Mm-hmm. He, he makes the game come to you know come to him. You know what I mean? He plays at his own pace. He doesn't speed up or slow down. He just it's just Luca, mm-hmm. and you're gonna need another player who can possibly you know get everybody revved up. Yeah, stop paying role players. Because the NBA isn't based off that anymore. Yeah. It's based off stars, surrounded by role players. Yes. Stars with an S, not star. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Are you ready to kick it to the next team? Yeah. Chicago Bulls. Oh, my God, the Chicago Bulls. That is one team that I'm really, really, really excited about. Yes. That is one team I love to watch. They are wow. Yes. They're wowing me. And you would think like, Oh, he's saying, wow, Lonzo must be doing really great and putting up great numbers. His numbers are solid. That's mm-hmm. what he is. He's a very solid player. He's going to be consistent. Yes. He gave he gave us 19, 10, and 10 and on against his old team, triple-double. Yes. And that's what he can do every night. Yeah. He's consistent like that. Yes. He has one of those games where it's just like, okay, my game is not really too – I'm not a 50-point scorer. Yes. I'm not LaMelo. I'm not going to drop 40-something points. I'm not going to drop 30 points. But guess what? My IQ and the way I pass the ball and see the floor is going to scare the hell out of the NBA. Because, wait, I see a guy in the corner that you don't see. Easy three. Yes. Now, oh, wait, I'm long. 
I can defend you now. Oh, oh you want the rebound? Sorry, I got it. You know, mm-hmm. that's who he is on the court. And then you surround him by, wait a second, now we have this great scorer who's DeMar DeRozan. Oh, we have another guy who's like Lonzo and Caruso. Hmm. We got two defensive-minded people with the capability of putting up decent numbers and sparking the team. Yeah. And then you and then Zach Levine's already on that team. Now you have your star, you have your second option, you have your third option, and you even have a fourth option. Yeah. That seems basically there. I, I see them going pretty far. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you. I love watching that team play. Lonzo Ball is beautiful. His basketball IQ is really special. Watching him play against the Detroit Pistons, I know. The Detroit Pistons are like amazing. But he was everywhere, right? Jumping passing lanes, reading things before it happens, multiple plays ahead. He's that kind of guy. He really is. He's a special mind. And uh, I really think he's elevating into all NBA guard defensive status. He, Mm -hmm. you, it's, it's coming. Uh, He just has to do it on a consistent night and night basis. Uh, And another thing I've realized after watching them play that I didn't think about is he's one of those guys that's a very high level NBA championship level role player. Some guys in the NBA are better suited to be a great role guy on the NBA championship team like Draymond Green rather than being a, a very good player on a bad team. Right. Yeah. Um, so he he's that kind of guy. I seeing what I wanted to see from Zach Levine. He's ridiculous. He's everybody's underrated. Yeah. Everybody I guarantee you, by the time the playoffs come, people are like, Man, Zach Levine's so amazing. He's on a good team. He's leading them to the playoffs. Who would have guessed it? We told you last year, all right? I want you yeah. to remember, okay? We've been talking about him for a minute, okay? Uh, he's he's also playing with more effort defensively because he doesn't have to, you know, be superhuman on offense all the time. Uh, yeah. I love what I'm seeing DeMar DeRozan. He's a consistent bucket. When there's a lull in the offense, he can always get his bucket, right? He's a consistent 22. You put him on any team, he's going to drop that. Uh, I'm seeing what I wanted to see from Patrick Williams as being a positionalist, you know, multi-positional defender, role player. I'm seeing that, you know what I mean? And uh, Vucevic, I love what I'm seeing from Vucevic. He's the same old Vucevic. Uh, He is a borderline all-star center, you know what I mean? Makes the all-star game a few times, especially in Orlando. So, yeah, I love watching them play. Uh, I agree with Alex Caruso. He's a very good role player. And another thing that I did not see coming is they're a better defensive team than I could have guessed. But now that you see it on the floor, it's like, oh, shit, Lonzo 6'6", DeMar 6'6", Zach Levine 6'6", Patrick Williams 6'8", and they all have these ridiculous wingspans. It's like they switch everything. That Their yeah. defense is more scary than I thought. So, yeah, this, this team's going to be so much fun to watch. I'm 100% there with you. Yeah, yeah, I love this team. So, yeah. This is one team that really has one through five sewn up. Yes, a hundred percent. And another team that really one through five is not fully sewn up. The two guard position is getting a little heated on who's starting. Miami Heat. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, wow. Miami Heat is showing some promise. I'm yes. definitely seeing a lot of things that I like. Yes. And one thing I do want to talk on <clears throat> is Tyler Hero because we were very critical of him last year. Yes. Very, very critical yes. because we saw a Tyler Hero in the bubble and then he disappeared. Yes. But I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, he's back. Yes, he is. He's back. Yes, he is. He's like Jesus Christ. Whatever he did. Came back from the dead. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But whatever he did over the season, I guess he stopped hanging out with Jack Harlow. was like, I'm going to leave rap alone. Oh, no. I'm just going to go and actually get in the gym and start playing again. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back. Yes, he is. I'm high on the Miami Heat because I was waiting to see if he would come back or if it was just a one-off. Because if it was one off, then I would be so much lower on the Miami Heat. Because I was like, yes, they have the defensive capability, but without that, that that guy there, they're not what they were. Yes. And we've seen that last year. They are not nowhere near the team that they were the the year two years prior mm-hmm. without that without that gentleman there. Yeah. So yeah, I, with that talent level of talent, oh, they're going far. Yes. They're going far. Yes. They're another team. The the East has gotten a lot yes. better. Yes. Yeah, I'm 100% there with you. I know I talked about you with this the other day. They remind me a lot of the 2004 Pistons. Because a lot of people want to talk about that team and think about, hmm, such a great team, right? But I think people forget is Chauncey Billups is a top 35 point guard of all time. Rip Hamilton's Mm -hmm. a top 75 shooting guard of all time. Tashawn Prince was a phenomenal world-class role player. Rasheed Wallace is probably a top 35 power forward of all time. Ben Wallace is a top 35 center of all time, probably, or like top 75, right? So that's why they were great. Even though they were a great team, they had great borderline greatness, you know, top-tier greatness at every position. Kyle Lowry is a borderline top 35 point guard of all time. Tyler Hero is looking like he could be in the class of one day being a top 35, top 50 shooting guard of all time. Jimmy Butler stand probably top 35 small forward of all time, right? And then you have this great role player in P.J. Tucker, and then Bam's probably a top 35 center of all time, right? Mm. That's that's what I'm talking about here. It's really deep. And another thing is Kyle Lowry. There's so many things that are small, that are intricate, that I love what they did. First things first, Jimmy Butler is not having the offense revolved around him anymore. There's a lot of little things that makes their offense look different. Jimmy Butler's not trying, you know what I mean? Like, hey, we need you to run pick and rolls all the time. There's a reason why he's averaging 22-7-7 is because they were asking him to be the ball handler all the time. Right mm-hmm. now, it's more like, "Hey, Kyle Lowry, make really good decisions. We want you to use one of your gifts, which is managing a basketball game." Right? He's very good at that. He's a very heady, great basketball IQ guy. Right? And another thing is, Bam's a little bit better offensively. Um, Jimmy looks aggressive, and he has the role of, "Hey, I don't have to do everything on this team, so I can just focus on scoring." Yeah, that's great. I love that. PJ Tucker's going to do all the little things. Tyler Hero's looking like a borderline all-star-ish shooting guard. And another thing is, I think Tyler Hero's, one of his problems is, oh crap, when do I shoot, right? When do Mm -hmm. I be aggressive, right? It's like that tentative thing. One thing I saw, it's a small thing, but I I think it's going to be indicative for this season, is I remember... 
Kyle Lowry passes Tyler Hero the, the ball at the wing. Tyler Hero passes it back. Kyler Hero, Kyle Lowry passes it back to Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero go gets a bucket. That's mm-hmm. the little things that makes me think, oh, this team's supporting Tyler Hero to growth. And Kyle Lowry can be like, hey, man, you're the best bucket on this court right now. Go work, right? Another yeah. mind has been added to the Eric Spolstra, Jimmy Butler. We have veterans. We have great minds. Another guy is on the floor here, right? This team is going to be really smart. They're going to play phenomenal defense, and they're going to play with great pace and be. they're going to outcoach a lot of teams too. They should scare the crap out of a lot of teams because they're going to really slow down the game, and they could score too. So, yeah, it's this team is honestly they can make a run for the number one spot during the regular season in the East, and they could they could blow everything up. They have the potential to go to the NBA Finals, in my opinion. Yeah. I would have never said that before seeing the season. I did not expect Bam to look that efficient offensively. I did not expect Kyle Lowry's impact to be that great. And I didn't expect Tyler Hero to be that great. Um, I would say Tyler Hero's got to start starting over Duncan Robinson, in my opinion. Uh, I think if they make those changes and it, what we're seeing is what we're going to continue to see, this team is going to surprise a lot of teams. So, Yeah. I I love watching basketball. This team's got an identity, man. Yeah. I would agree with that Duncan Robinson coming off the bench, though, because I would like to see him come off the bench anyway, because he's going to be an immediate three-point threat. Yes. You know what I mean? Long, long-range long threat. Yes. All you got to do is give him, put the ball in his hand off of the pick and roll, or just, hey, you coming up the court, here's the ball. Yes. Knockdown, going back the other way. That's putting you back in the game. Yes. Well, that's extending your lead, especially when, you're, when, you're, when your stars are tired. Yes. Yeah. Another interesting thing is Tyler here's the backup. Like I see him doing point guard duties. Never thought that was going to happen. Mm. Yeah, the backup point guard duties. He's doing some of that too. So, man, I mean that's another thing that's really special about that team. Bam's a point center. Mm. Jimmy Butler's a point forward. You know, if Tyler Hero is doing what he's playing as, he's a point, you know, combo guard and then Kyler Ty, uh Kyle Lowry. So that's a lot of passing too. Yeah, this yeah. team is just, it's going to be really, it's a really well-rounded, fundamentally sound team that's going to really cause, a lot of teams are not going to match up well with them because they can score so much more efficiently. This is not the same team that the Bucks ran through last season. That's another thing, yeah. 100%. Uh, Boston Celtics, what are you thinking about them? I think before the season started, I think in my prediction, I was saying that they weren't going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I want to stand by that. <laughs> you know what? They're on the cusp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad because you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. But, yeah, that team just doesn't play any defense anymore. They used to have five or six years ago with Al Horford, and they used to switch everything. They used to have pretty good defense. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's just a team. That's just a team. It's just the NBA franchise. They, for some reason, always want to add some guard that's going to come off the bench. Now they have Josh Richardson. That's their big trade over the offseason, letting Moses Brown go. Yeah, I mean, mm. Robert Williams is a pretty decent, like, small ball center. but And so Al Horford's pretty decent, okay. But, yeah, this I agree with you. This team is not looking good. 
they they just don't have the depth that they used to. They don't have the offensive punch that they used to. It's odd, but it's like the system that they have there was running better around point dominant point guard that was Isaiah Thomas. So weird. Mm-hmm. It's a weird system. I think uh if I was them I would trade Jalen Brown and get a different piece that's not a two guard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. It's the same all Celtics. If you don't change you you die. You don't adapt, you die. Mm-hmm. Uh Oklahoma City Thunder, did you watch him play? No, I missed it. Nah, I didn't need to, didn't watch him either. You want to know why? Why? What's the reason to turn it on other than Shea Gilgis Alexander? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, do you want to watch Josh Giddy, who is literally a point guard, the six foot seven, the number three overall pick? I am the number five or four. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was four. yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to watch them play other than watch Shea Gilgis Alexander play. We all know that they're one of the worst teams in the NBA, and they're going to be there for a while. So, yeah. yeah. New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, didn't really watch them either because I already knew what was going to happen. I yeah. mean, like, I mean, well, I kind of sort of watched them if you watched the Bulls game that that uh, Lonzo played, but I mean that Lonzo when Lonzo and the Bulls played against them, but it's just really more of the same. I think Brandon Ingram is time for him to wise up and leave. Yeah, and go to and go to a better team. And I know Zion stuck there because they threw in all the marbles on him, but they have to do something better. They have not put in a team. They have not placed a team around him since Al- Alvin Gentry. Yeah. As soon as they fired Alvin Gentry, that team went downhill immediately the next year. Yeah, and that's that. Yeah, and they this like I don't know what they need in order to succeed, but it might they might be a coach away. They might be a player away. Well, now they're a coach and a player away, but. They Alvin Gentry definitely had an impact on that on that roster. Yeah, and yeah, he should have he shouldn't have been fired because immediately as soon as he was fired the next year, Stan Van Gundy stepped in and they were the worst team in, in basketball and they're probably going to be there again. Yeah, you know what I think this is another great example of. I'm glad you kind of brought it up because you just sparked a, a thought in my head. There's some teams that have a vision, some organizations that have a vision. Okay, we have these great players. We're going to build around him. Look at the Warriors. We have Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. We're going to build the whole team around him. We have Steph and Clay. It's a great combination. Mm-hmm. If the Pelicans had Steph and Clay, they'd say, oh, we're going to play slow paced. Let's hire Stan Van Gundy and have this like ball moving, player moving offense. We're not going to run Steph Curry off of these all ball screens. We don't need that. Uh, High paced basketball, not really my thing. Like, they don't. They don't have the basketball mind to be running an NBA organization. That's my point here. At all. Right? If you put Zion and Brandon Ingram and San Antonio and give them the Greg Popovich, Chris, Spurs a playoff team? Yeah. Exactly. I guarantee you they're making a bunch of excuses. Oh, they're too young. Man, you got two all-stars. Okay. You have one guy that's like Mr. Lanky God who can he can go to sleep and overdose on some NyQuil and drop 25 a night. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what are we talking about here? Brandon Egram's stay up. Did you have Zion Williamson? Like, that's the number two. 
Like Greg Popovich is literally cooking over there with like McDonald's quality ingredients. You're out here with like five star uh, like Italian ingredients, and like your teams are comparable, gonna be like comparable to end the season. Like, yeah, that's just a bad organization. This is a great example of it. Yeah, that's where I'm at with this man. It's the same old, same old Pelicans. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, you ready to kick it to the next team? Wait, before we do that, I just had a thought. So it's that's actually a classic example of a team thinking that the talent is bigger than the coaching and that you can put any coach in the position Mm -hmm. and they'll still succeed. And that's actually wrong because a lot of times the coaching breeds the talent can bring the talent out of those players. And that's what he was doing. He was maximizing the talent on the team. So as soon as you moved him out of there, now you have Stan Van Gundy who doesn't know these guys, you know, they never seen him before. They, they're either young, you know what I mean? They don't Stan Van Gundy. I don't remember you really. You know what I mean? They might, you know, they might, they might, they might, 100%. they might remember from the White Howard days, from the Land of Magic days, but they yeah. might. It's like very might. Yeah. And you're like, okay, now you want me to listen to you, and you're gonna take me out of my element. Yeah. It just didn't work. Yeah. And I don't know who they have in coach now because who, who cares? <laughs> I can't think of them. I think uh, that's tough. Who is coaching there? I think he it's used more to, the same. I think he used to be assistant for like the Suns. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, same old Salem old Pelicans. You ready to kick it to the next team? Yeah. All right. What do you think about the hometown favorite, Cleveland Cavaliers? Actually, I'm not too bad on them right now. They're they're looking pretty solid. I'm liking what they what they did. The little moves they made. Um, a lot of the guys are coming to their own. Um. I will say this: they have they have some pretty decent guys on there. Those those young guys are really like showing up. I mean, they're not going to be a playoff contender, but they're going to do a little better than last year. <clears throat> those guys are growing. I disagree with you. I think they're a playoff contender. You think they're a playoff contender? Yes. I was wrong about this team. A hundred percent. They signed Laurie Mark, and I was like, what in the world are you doing? You have Kevin Love. You just drafted Evan Mobley, and you just paid uh, Josh Allen. Not Josh Allen. Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. It looks good on the floor. It makes a lot of sense when they play those three bigs. You got Laurie Mark mm-hmm. in the space. He's six foot eleven, so any normal three, he's just going to be able to shoot over. And another thing is I was wrong about Evan Mobley. I don't know why I was tripping, but I should have seen that he would be phenomenal at the four. That's my fault. And that's like an area that, you know, I admit that I was wrong about him. Because even though I yeah. would may have been right about like he's not gonna really be able to be posting as much as he was in college, he's special in the mid range, right? You already see flashes of it. He's a ridiculous athlete, mm-hmm. everybody knew that. But I don't know why I didn't think about when he gets put at the four, he's just going to be seven foot and just shoot over everybody and be really athletic. He's going to be dominant. Yeah. And this three big lineup makes it like, uh, okay, so we have to put somebody tall on Evan Mobley. We can't just put somebody shorter on Laurie Mark and taller on Laurie Mark and Evan Mobley is just going to destroy whoever's guarding mm-hmm. him. You know what I mean? So they put a lot of tension on the front line. They found a way to get the five best players on the floor. Uh, and then this puts Colin Sexton and Darius Garland in like great positions because 
they're both better than a you know a starting point guard, right? They're both better than that level, and they get more shots, right? Mm-hmm. In this offense, so I love that because you can just swing, pick and roll, opposite side, pick and roll, right? You have plenty of spacing. Lauren Mark can sh- shoot the lights out the ball. You know what I mean? So I like what they're doing. Um, I wish Ricky Rubio wasn't playing as much. I know he just had a nice game. Uh, but in my opinion, if you have two young guys that are better at the point guard position, why is one of them playing off ball when Ricky Rubio is in? Yeah. A no sane guy would be like, okay, guys, we have a team. We're starting the Minnesota Timberwolves. You don't have Colin Sexton. We just have Darius Garland and Ricky Rubio. Okay, cool. You're you putting Ricky Rubio over Darius Garland? No, and you're not putting him over Colin Sexton. So stop starting him at point guard over these guys. Went yeah. the pitch. And putting these guys at the two guard. That's not good for their development, and it's not the better player on the floor. Um, So that's one adjustment I would make. But I really like what they're doing, because then Kevin Love comes off the bench too. It kind of fits in that role, right? Because if they're saying, oh, we're going to go big and focus on our bigs and give our post guys and the big players more touches, that translates to Kevin Love too. And he's going to get good touches mm-hmm. from good spots, be more integrated in the offense. So I could see them pushing the A seed. I think that they might be on to something uh, because small ball is so big now. So if you try to go extremely big like this, like I, I want to commend them for taking a risk and going against the grain. I will never hate a team for being like, oh, we tried something different than everybody else is thinking and it failed, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that it's commendable. So that's where I'm at with them. I legitimately think they, they can be a, a bubble team uh, this year. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at with the Cavs. You ready to kick it to the next team? Yeah. All right, we got the Charlotte Hornets. What are you thinking? Another fun team to watch. Dear God, yes. Melo just dropped a – what, I think it was 41? 31. 31? 31 points, second year in the NBA. And he woke his team up and led them to the win. Like, yo, you guys are insane. Like, if you're not big on this team yet, please become big on this team. And then wait when Scary Terry comes back because it's going to be really scary for everybody. Yeah. It's going to be scary hours. Yeah. The this, the scary thing is Boston Celtics have more talent, but the Shorenest might win more games. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of it is because LaMelo Ball's style is just so... Yeah, LaMelo Ball is a gift to basketball. What I mean by that is, I don't know if it's just me, but I love watching a guy who loves basketball and has this aura of passing that is so infectious to everybody else. He breeds winning. He breeds great mm-hmm. passing. He breeds fast pace. He breeds just love for basketball. And it was beautiful watching them come back from 20 to 2 because it was like for so long in our lives, the Charlotte Hornets had no fans. There was no yeah. home f- home court advantage at all, even when Kumba was cooking. And he, for the first time ever, I heard crowds be so impactful in the game where they're pushing their home team to even go more on that 20 to 2 run, right? That's beautiful, right? It's a birth of a home court advantage. And it's mm-hmm. fun to watch. LaMelo Ball is box office. 
He's so special. He has the potential to be the best player in the NBA. It's it's that ridiculous. That's what he is. Yeah. Uh, he should have been the number one pick in the draft. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Love watching them play. Hundred percent with you. Gordon Hayward's looking really healthy and good, which is good for them. So hopefully he can stay healthy. All right, you ready to kick it to the next team? Yep. New York Knicks. New York Knicks is definitely playing really well. It's another fun team to watch. They're definitely wow. Just picking up where they left off last year, mm-hmm. as I can say. Had a, a nail biter against the Celtics. Beat them. I mean, like they're just, they're on a good pace. They're definitely gonna be a playoffs team. They're definitely probably gonna see the Atlanta Hawks again, so we can see that fun man matchup <laughs> again in the playoffs. So I'm just, I'm big on him. I'm a big believer in Derrick Rose, big believer in Julius Randle. So yeah, yeah, I think they're going to be a playoff team too. Uh, I don't think that they have enough high like quality talent to like be a lock to get out of the first round. It's going to depend on matchups. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but yeah, definitely fun to watch. I'm definitely there with you. I like how much Julius Julian Rand, Julius Randle has grown during his NBA career. I feel like that's a good story. So. Yeah, are you ready to kick it to the next team? Yep. All right, what do you think about the Phoenix Suns? Well, the Phoenix Suns, uh, I mean, they're another team that's just more of the same from last year. They're kind of trying to pick back up. They feel like they have to redeem themselves this year because they lost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last year, so they think that, you know, it's time, we, you know, we were this close, you know what I mean? So we, t- we can do it again. Um, I feel like they have the potential to. I mean, yeah, you beat the Lakers while they're trying to figure it out. That doesn't make you a great team automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, I think they have the pieces. They might be able to, but it's long, but we're going to have to see some growth from DeAndre Ayton. Yes, um, he has to definitely like make a step forward. Yes, because if not, he's going to keep he's going to get exposed again. And it's going to be more of the same. Yes, that I'm 100 percent there with you too. They're basically the same team as last year. And how far they go depends on DeAndre Ayton. That's the most simplest and easiest way to describe that. So, yeah, I'm definitely there with you on that one. The next team is the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves? Yeah. Okay, kind of like what I'm seeing there. Um, I'm seeing um, Anthony Edwards and D'Lo kind of, you know, shine a little bit more. Um, one thing that did surprise me is Cat. I mean, I see him being a little bit more physical. Mm-hmm. So we, that's definitely something we needed. We need more of that need. Because too many of these bigs nowadays are, you know, I know he can shoot the three, but they become reliant on the three. Yeah. We need you to be more dominant down low so our so our little guys can go to work, mm-hmm. you know, from the outside maybe a little bit more because they're going to hit it at a higher clip. Yeah. So I see more of, like, that offense, you know, kind of um, taking shape there in Minnesota. Yeah. So I'm, I'm – I'm not super big on them because I still see like okay, you have like four guards and then like one center, and nobody's really that tall on that team, so you're kind of missing some things. But I think they might be able to do maybe uh, they might be a bubble team. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they're gonna be like a seven, eight, nine seed in the West. There's a lot of teams that could be a seven, eight, nine seed in that West. I've said that a few times today. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love Cat. I love the way he's playing. Anthony Edwards is special. I do think they have more defensive pieces than last year. Patrick Beverly, uh, and uh, I can't think of his first name, but his last name's Prince. He's coming off the bench. Uh, so, yeah. Torian. Yeah, Torian Prince. 
Yeah, so I think that they're going to be better in that area. Anthony Edwards looks very confident right now. So, yeah, I think I think I'm with you. I'm with you. Minnesota Timberwolves are going to be a better team than last year. Love to see it. Uh, you ready to kick yeah. it to the next team? Yep. Houston Rockets. They're kind of on a rocky start right now, but, you know, they're really young. Yes. They still have, you know, still trying to get find their identity in the NBA. Yes. Uh, you have a bright spot in Jalen Green, you have a bright spot in Kevin Porter Jr. Yes. I mean, you're going to figure out how to make that work eventually. You Did you see how fast he is? That quick behind the back and he was gone. Jalen Green? Yeah. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Oh, my. Like, he's ridiculous. Yes. And then just wait until dunk. he gets he builds his confidence. Did you see that dunk that I missed on the center center from the Oklahoma City Thunder where his eyes were, like, at the rim? Yeah. Jeez. He I mean, missed like, it, yeah. but it was like. He's like that. Yes. Yeah. He's like that. He's like that. It's, it's definitely going to be fun to watch in Houston once they finally figure it out. Um, Jalen Green just has to keep building his confidence. I think he has it. Yeah. But you know he's you know he has to get he has to build his NBA level confidence. You know what I mean? Like okay, yeah, I'm more athletically gifted than everybody out here. Yeah. Oh, you see my first step? I can be gone in, in, in like a flash. Yeah. You know, so just wow, that it was like a blur when he did that. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You you see flashes of greatness. Uh, I wish he was a little more consistent attacking the rim. There's sometimes he shies away from it. But it's just, it's a few games in the regular season. Uh, I'm not going to – what you say? And that's where the veteran leadership was stepping in. They would encourage him to, like, hey, yes. we see what you're doing out there. Go do more yes. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're trying to develop Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. They just have a lot of turnovers, right? They're just not – this is going to be a growing pain season, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the best thing the Rockets can do is try to sift out which of the young guys are going to be, okay, we want to keep these guys for the future when we try to become, as we try to build to become more of a winning team. I think Christian Wood is one of those guys. He's very mm-hmm. multi-positional as a defender, mid-range, post-well. Uh, like a guy like Jay Sean Tate, he is not going to be a, win- a guy on a winning team that's going to be like, man, he's like a starter or a high-level role player. He's a six foot five, mm-hmm. small forward. He's not a great defender, so what do we... Yeah. He's, yeah. those, that's the kind of example of a guy. Uh, Alperin Singun, I'm kind of seeing what worried me is his feet are slow as heck, and he's a rookie in the NBA. Mm. That's not great characteristic traits. Uh, I know he can post and finish near the rim, but yeah, he's a borderline one of those guys. I think they have three of those guys found out for that you're going to keep long-term in the future. Uh, Kevin Porter, it's good that those guys get to go through their growing pains. And eventually gel and become a really dynamic backcourt where both of them can possibly be five to six, seven assists a game guys. They're just like, oh, we don't have a star point guard here, but we have two guys that are really high level passers and it makes up for it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for for them. Best of luck. Love watching Jalen Green play basketball. Are you ready to kick it to the next guy, next team? Yep. All right. Getting closer to the end of this list, Indiana Pacers. Indiana? Yes. Um, that's one team I missed out on. Okay. Uh, I did actually watch them. Um, they're not that different from last year other than the fact of 
uh, what's his name from Oregon? I keep on blinking on his name. Shooting guard. Uh, uh, Chris Duarte? Yes. Better than I thought. More of his skill from college basketball is translating to just his three-point shooting and off-the-ball movement. Um, he had good mid-range attack the basket, smooth score game, and he's flashing more, which is great for them, right? Uh, so I think they have the potential to be better than what they usually are. Six, five seed, if Karis Levert can play a lot of games this year. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking they're going to be well coached. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'm thinking about the Indiana Pacers. What do you think about the Orlando Magic? Another team I slept on. <laughs> yep, I didn't watch them either. And that's because, I mean, uh, uh, there's not much reason to turn on that team. I, I am interested and I will watch them play because I do want to see what Jalen Suggs looks like. I want to see what Mo Bamba looks like. I want to see what Jonathan Isaac looks like. Like I want to see how Franz is looking. Like There's a couple guys I want to see play, but this team is not going to make the playoffs. Everybody knows that they're, this is so far away from yeah. being a relevant team. Brooklyn Nets. Then we got six more teams. Okay, now. Um, yeah, so Brooklyn is one team that we were both kind of big on before the season started, before the mandates and Kyrie no longer playing for the for the uh, for New Jersey. I mean, for Brooklyn, and I think this is going to be a problem long term. Is because like the way their team works is hey we have found the ball handler he can score on you whenever okay wait a sec we have another one he can shoot deep oh he can score on you whenever okay wait a second now we have this demigod Kevin Durant and he can do the exact same thing. What's missing is Kyrie. Kyrie draws a lot of attention. James Harden draws a lot of attention. So does Kevin Durant. But if only you have to worry about is two of the three, yeah. you can survive off that. Yeah. And that's a and that that's really what it is. Their their whole team is built like, hey, we have three guys that do the exact same thing. Yeah. At such a high level, when one of those guys are no longer playing, now your team looks kind of, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I I think I told you this earlier, but I think James Harden has to realize that he doesn't have Kyrie or next to him anymore. He has to be yeah. more aggressive and play more like Houston Rockets. James Harden, and be more aggressive with scoring. You know, we all know he can pass, uh, but I think he needs to be more aggressive in that aspect. I think Patty Mills is going to be extremely important to this team. Uh, secondary ball, ball, sorry, ball handler. Um, I, I think, I think we're going to see a better version of them post All Star break. In my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, next team is the Golden State Warriors. What are you thinking about them? Golden State is looking phenomenal right now, and I'm scared for when Clay comes back because then it's going to be the Golden State of old. Right now, Curry really willed his team into a win with only dropping. I think he dropped 19 points that game. Lakers. And then the next game, he went off. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I think it was the Lakers game. Yeah, he only dropped 19 points that game, and then the next game he went completely off. Yeah, they have the right pieces. I mean, Jordan Poole is playing out of his mind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just. He picked up exactly where he left off last year and gotten better. Curry's going to play how he's going to play. The NBA is going to – it should be on notice right now. What they should try to do is they should try to stop the Warriors' momentum at any cost before Clay comes back because he's on his way. And when he gets back, it's demon time for the NBA. 
Yeah, I am with you. I was I was definitely really high on this team preseason. I'm feeling really good about that now. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Steph Curry's ridiculous. We all know what Draymond Green is. Uh, Jordan Poole's showing what I thought we would see from him. Uh, you know, they have a lot of good role players at the wing position. Andrew Wiggins, really solid player. An X factor, though, that we didn't know about before going into the season that's going to be so much bigger than his box score is Nima, Nima Bielinsa. If he can keep on playing like he's been playing as a point center, as this good rebounder, this good inside post guy, and be this amazing passer, he's like a very, very poor, very poor, listen to me when I say it, poor man's version of Yokoliovich. If mm-hmm. that guy is a ridiculous fit with Clay and Steph, because now you have two Draymond roles, right? That's just scare the crap out of everybody in the NBA. If he's going to consistently do what I've been seeing him do, this team is going to be scary, even more scary than I thought. And the three best yeah. teams in the league might be in the West. <laughs> like it might be the Nuggets, the Warriors, and the Lakers. Like this team is legit. This team uh, is definitely going to be borderline conference finals team. So yeah, so much fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. Next team is the Portland Trail Wizards. I didn't even get around to watch them for real. But well, go ahead. Well, as somebody that did, you didn't have to because of the same old Trailblazers. They're the same, the same, the same team. Sadly, and that's the reality. And the mm-hmm. reality is, Dame's got to go. Right? There's no chance there. Mm-hmm. There's no chance there. Uh, I think we've all been. Uh, like hoodwinked by that team, thinking that they're going to be better than what they really are. It's just, yeah, there's limitations to this team. And sadly, I love Damian Lillard so much, but there's limitations. What do you think about the Spurs? I think the Spurs did win their game, though. Who did they play? I forget. But it's not really like, I mean, you will watch the Spurs, I guess, for Pop and to see, like, his amazing coaching. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, it's not really much to bat an eye at. I mean, they don't really have anybody. We talked about this during the draft. They, they built this this um, reputation of picking the diamond in the roughs. But, I mean, was their pick that great? No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just it's pretty much more of the same. I mean, they might do pretty well this year. I don't really know. I didn't watch them. I just, I was just like, yeah, I'm not really interested in watching them this year. Yeah, I didn't. They didn't do, make any moves that like drew my attention. Go ahead. Yeah, I didn't watch them either. Uh, I think we all know that this team is like a top five NBA pit draft pick team that just gets caught coached by Pop, so they're usually respectable. That's what they are as a team. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the sad reality here. Um, I'm probably going to turn on one of the games to see what Keldon Johnson's doing. Because he seems mm-hmm. like he's starting to come up a little bit statistically, so I'm probably going to tune into that. But other than that, not much reason to watch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Three more teams. Detroit Pistons. Cave was looking good during Summer League. Um, I didn't really get a chance to get to him in the... He hasn't played you know, yet. Opening. 
Come again, say what? Cade Cunningham's been hurt. Wow. Yeah, so I, I watched the first game against the Bulls, but there's not much to talk about here. Yeah. Yeah, so. Next team is uh, Washington Wizards. Kuzma is playing pretty well. <laughs> I got to give it to him. That's good. I don't know what it is about the Lakers, but, I mean, evidently he didn't want to play there or he was being drowned out by LeBron's greatness and 80s greatness and was taking a back burner and then we expected too much out of him mm-hmm. and he wasn't putting up the numbers we wanted him to. But I guess with less expectations, people can rise to the occasion eventually. So he's putting up great numbers. I mean, he's playing pretty well. They're winning games. I think they're like, what, 2-0 and right now? They have a better record than the um, – I don't know. I haven't watched them play a game yet, so I'm gonna have to tune in and see what really? you're what you're talking about here. Kuz, Kuz is doing Kuz is looking good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. He dropped like twenty six, twenty five points the other day. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, it's a good start. Looks like Jenna mm-hmm. Woodley had a really good game too, so yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. No, no reason to watch. Okay, let's let's see what let's see what I'll see. I'll tune in. I'll tune in. Even though we all know this is team not making the playoffs. Say that now. Nope. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then the last team on this list, Toronto Raptors. Haven't gotten around to them, but I do want to. I do want to watch because I want to see what Scotty Barnes can do. Yeah. That's what I'm really big on right now. Yeah, he's a legit point forward. Yeah, really good at attacking the rim, rebounds well, defends world class. He's like Donovan Mitchell. He's a world class defender. Uh, not much of a shot creator yet from the outside, but has potential. Has potential. Uh, so yeah. <clears throat> Do you have anything else you want to say about these NBA teams? Mm, nope. Well, this is going to be the end of our hot takes week one reactions podcast. We have some teams are rising on, really high oh. on, just okay on. You know what I mean? Same old, same old. We all know what the Utah Jazz do not bring to the NBA floor, sadly. So. Yeah. You guys can check us out on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, We have Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Basically, wherever you download that podcast, we're there. This is year two, which I guess we should have a clap for this. Year two. This is year two of us breaking down NBA games. So definitely, we're, we're basically getting to the expert level of this job. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, do you have anything else? No, I just want to say, just you know, thank you all for your continued support. You know, yep. what I mean, this is like you said, this is our second NBA season doing this. You know, what I mean, we've become a regular. Hopefully, we're regular in your homes. Yeah. So yeah, just keep supporting. Yep. Thank you. Well, I'm Jason Collins. And I'm Chris Mahoney. We are the best poetics. Peace. Out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, 
buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.